Welcome to the Heart of Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. With me on the ones and twos, the sauce boss, the sauce lord of Indianapolis. Yeah, I think I like sauce lord better. Sauce lord, Zach, the last white dragon, the 2020 meat cake, uh, sorry, 2021 meat cake champion, sauce lord, Zach. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, My co-host today, um, co-host in the studio, co-host in life, really. That is Jay McKee. Trying to stay blessed. <laughs> I like that. I like that one better. I like trying to stay blessed. That's enjoyable. It's just a try. It's an uphill battle. We got to try to try to do it. And very special guest comedian with us in studio, Roberto Garcia. Uh, blessed. What a wonderful <laughs> phrase. Oh, gosh. He just one-upped me. <laughs> Roberto, um, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, guys. First time you ca- caught us on a weird, a weird episode, a fun episode, but a, a weird episode. Uh, yeah, it's the it's the Fourth of July. Uh, we're having people over for a brunch party, a brunch pool party, and we're going to be eating afterwards. So, but you also brought some of your. You've been cooking up a storm. And you brought some of this uh, brisket over? What yeah, else? What 16, 17 hours. Um, yeah, I figured I've been trying to get on the show for a while now. You know, I, I, I like uh, Dyke and Thad. The hey. mo- you know, Dyke's hilarious. <laughs> so I just wanted to have okay. people think that I might be funny because okay. he's hanging out with me. Um, but I figured if I assaulted you on Instagram yeah. with uh, pictures of me cooking brisket um you know a lot of people will break for brisket you know what i mean mm-hmm. you know they'll, they'll take some brisket yeah you definitely you definitely had my attention when i when i kept seeing the the progression of the food yeah, i started at 11 on friday night and i i think i took it off at like five yeah yesterday but um i mean it, it was a process and i, I it, i've ruined a couple briskets learning how to do it r- the right way what were you doing wrong um, well, I was tr- for, at first I was just trying to season myself, mm-hmm. and now I use uh, I only use McCormick brand Montreal steak seasoning. Okay, yeah, and I and I learned that you got to get McCormick brand because I tried to get like a Meyer brand once or something, and it's like fifty percent salt, mm. and it was just the saltiest piece of meat you've ever tasted. And then at the same time, I learned that you can't uh, buy too lean of a piece of brisket. Yeah, because some of the places they'll chop up all the fat and yeah. you know get you. Like you know, some pastrami brisket kind of thing. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I wasn't trying to make. I guess I could have made it that day. But uh, so you have a you have a you have a smoker at your house? No, or? actually, I just use a big like charcoal grill on those barrel looking mm-hmm. ones. Um, and do indirect heat. Indirect, yeah. I was and I used to wrap it up with tin foil. Like even if I didn't have the big one, I would try to seal it together, and that really lost a lot of juices. Mm-hmm. So I've been using the uh, aluminum tray now. Like I spend a half an hour searing it. Like 15 minutes on one side when I get the uh, coals really going, you know. Mm. 
And then, and, and I really don't cut any fat off of it. I just kind of peel it off as it gets, like, buttery. Yeah. Throw it in the yard for my dog. So is it a, is it a wood grill, gas grill? No, it's charcoal. Charcoal, okay. I just use charcoal. So and you have to go out there and, like, Every two hours. Every two hours. Every two hours, I got an alarm. So, from, so when I get done searing it, 15 minutes on each side, I put it in the thing, uh, fat side up, so the fat will melt on the rest of it for the first two hours. Nice. Then I cover it with the tinfoil. And then I let it go for two hours, and two hours later, I put some more charcoal on it, and I flipped the meat. I used to not flip the meat uh, because I was trying to keep the juices in uh, in my tinfoil. Mm-hmm. But now, because I'm using the tray, I need to flip it because of all the fat sitting down there to, like, fry the bottom a little bit. I messed one up a little bit. I mean, it didn't, it didn't mess up too bad, but yeah. it was good for the, the crunch. Because you know how brisket gets, like, extra... Just jelloey. Yeah. And so how was the how was the final product? Oh, I liked it. I mean, everybody liked it, as far as I could tell. Nice. Um, awesome. You know, we made some tacos. Uh, I, I like to cut up the end in just the strips. You know, like mm-hmm. the tips. I use that side to cut in strips, and then like the fattier back part. Yeah. I usually like chop that up, and I'm, I put some to the side. For like tacos or or like something like that, and then I and the, some of it I'll mix with barbecue sauce and just make sandwiches like that. Do you have a kitchen background, like per, like from working I mean, in kitchens I'm Mexican, or just bro, of course, or, like, or, like, or <laughs> yeah. just like being Mexican I, and like cooking with your family? And stuff well, I like cooked that. with my mom when I was younger, but um, I spent yeah, a lot of time cooking with my mom because I used to I just chill with my mom a lot when I was younger, you know. Mm. Um, so she just gave you, like, different things to do in the kitchen, and you just... Well, you know, you, my dad started us by cleaning it, you know. He cleaned the kitchen. Oh, that's the first. My dad is a strict, kind of strict dad, you know. He was uh, the type that wanted the water hot enough that it burnt your hand, but only because he wants the Tupperware to squeak. If oh, it doesn't yeah. squeak, <laughs> he'll throw it back in the hot water and wow. make you oh, clean wow. it again. Yeah. That was before we got a dishwasher, you know. Yeah. But um, when I was younger, probably even before I was 10... So, I mean, we've been doing stuff like that since way, way young, you know, mowing the lawn. And, mm-hmm. you know, my dad, had we had uh, rental houses. We moved up in the, you know, where world. You, where are you originally from? Saginaw, Michigan. Saginaw, Michigan. Okay. Yeah. Where is that? Where is that on the hand? Um, it's it's a little by the, the Thumb Bay part. Okay. It's by like a, Ann Arbor kind of? No, 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 no. Way far away from Ann Arbor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close. Yeah. It's like a, it's north and uh, like a north an hour and a half from Ann Arbor. Oh, okay. So it, it's kind of by, um, it's by the bay part. Like I said, where the, mm-hmm. where the thumb, the thumb and the, the fatty part of the thumb, the, you know, the, <laughs> the, the, the meat part, you know, where you check to see where yeah. your steak's at. Yeah. Where, <laughs> where, the, where, you know? where the meat hits the water. Right. Um, Wait, do they actually teach you to check steak with the, the fatty part of your thumb or? Yeah. You never heard that before? Yeah. Like. Like, really this is rare this is medium this is medium rare this is well done like the meat will feel like that wow i had no clue yeah the yeah the tough so 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 you don't have a kitchen background <laughs> that is that is true. I, I grew up with a kitchen, right? Uh, <laughs> he I'm grew, in, he grew in the background. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've had a bunch of bunch of kitchen jobs. You know, when I was younger, I wanted to work to get my own money because uh, you know. We weren't getting allowances for anything. And I was kind of a, not doing anything at home anyways, you know. Yeah. I was always trying to be gone, so. And did you, like, start off, like, dishwasher and work your yeah, way up? Yeah, kind fry, of fry cook, fry you cook. know. You know, SpongeBob yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah, um, me, me too. Yeah, that was the worst. Dude. I really hate I worked at, like, an Applebee's mm. and a Lone Star. 
I don't know if you know those are steak oh, yeah, Lone Stars at Steakhouse. Yeah. Um, and, is that uh, one of the ones where they just threw peanuts all over the floor? No, that's uh, Logan. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Trash. <laughs> you can do that now. You'd kill seven people yeah. <laughs> if they walk in. No shit. Are you talking about the allergies are slipping? Yeah, uh, an allergy. Yeah, I don't, that's bananas. Day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got a concept for a restaurant: banana peels all over yeah. the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> it's called okay. Slippery Willies. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's called Donkey Kongs. Um, no, yeah, I uh, I worked as fry cooks for a while, like a long while, and I hated it, you know, because I hated cleaning cleaning the fryers at the end of the night every yeah. night, you know. Yeah, I mean, one of my first, uh, no, I get. Well, one of my earlier jobs was working in a in a Radisson hotel, and it's still the same thing. It's just like I ended up just being on the fry side, just for, like doing fries yeah. and cleaning that fryer, prepping salads and shit, like prep, prep, yeah. prepping. Also, like just being as lazy as possible, oh, yeah. and like I, I think back to my work, my work, my work, work ethic as like a twenty year old dude, twenty one year old dude was like the worst. Yeah, I think the fanciest, um, the best, the best cooking work I did outside of my house was in a pizza place. Like, I'm pretty good at tossing doughs and stuff like that. So, what pizza? What pizza? Yeah, what pizza place? Oh, I was gonna say pizza. I was gonna say so. Uh, um, the I, I worked at a couple of different ones. I mean, I've worked at a little Caesars, of course, but uh, in Michigan they have like um, cottage sort of thing and. Uh, where else? I, I actually ran a pizza place uh, on MSU campus once called, oh, nice. uh, in the International Center called Villa Pizza. It was kind of like a Sabaros, you know, okay. just like a mall thing. It was in a courtyard or a yeah. food court. Nice. Um, yeah, and I worked at this place called Brooklyn Boys. It's in Bay City, Michigan. It's pretty legit. This dude's from New York. They make everything by hand. So you probably get a, an Italian arm hair in the sauce somewhere. <laughs> that dude goes elbow deep to make his stuff. So That's how I know the sauce is good. Like, where's where's <laughs> the arm hair? Then, yeah. then, then when he's done, he goes like this like, to get it off. Oh, you know? yeah. You got to see the sauce. Yeah. So he, he definitely, you're getting the all-day pizza guy sauce arm in your sauce. Do you remember? But I think that's. Years ago, I went, to, I went to D.C. and I saw, we were, so they were like pulling the, the dough that was going to become bagels. And I just remember seeing this large man holding, and his gut was coming out like from under his apron, but the dough was pressed against his, his bare gut. <laughs> and I was just like, I think I was like, dude, there has to be so much gut hair in all those bagels. Uh, I think I we should have a pizza competition now. I'm, I'm challenging you now. Oh, I mean, I'm not the best at making homemade dough. I, I'm re- I really so wish. So I win. I really wish that. I mean, we've got a dough that we do well with. My wife's a Pinterest lady. Mm-hmm. You know, she likes to uh, she likes to do a lot of the cooking actually in, in my house. Um, even like stuff that my mom would cook. She tried her hardest to learn how to oh yeah how to get recreate. Well, Sweet. she's that's her her thing. Cooking's fun to her, you know. Yeah, and. Um, it's because she's never worked in the kitchen. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I, I like cooking's fun for me. Well, you know, cooking's fun when you do something that's you know, like a brisket or yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Or like you cook, smoke some ribs, you know. Yeah, like I do smoke ribs, and my dad gave me this box smoker, like a propane one, and I use like apple wood, and uh, I pour beers in like the steam part of it. They got like a tray where you, I don't know if it's for catching shit in it or. <laughs> or, or to like keep it steamy in there, so I the, just pour the beers shit, in the there. shit tray. <laughs> yeah, well, I pour beers in there, and then the rest of the shit just uh, bubbles up in there, the fats and all that. So, yeah. um, 
But I smoke, I smoke minimum seven hours mm-hmm. on the ribs. I put a, a can up of chicken and toss it in there too, you know? It's nice. So, um, and you are a self proclaimed uh, house husband. Is that trophy? Trophy house husband. Trophy husband. <laughs> My preferred pronoun is trophy husband. <laughs> trophy husband. Um, I've been telling people I'm in youth management lately. So what is <laughs> so what is, so what does that entail? Your wife uh, works full time. Yeah, you know, and she she works from home too. And uh, I mean, obviously, to have the type of wife to be a trophy husband, stay at home parent, uh, step. Um, you you know the the woman needs to be sort of type A. Yeah, you know, my wife's a busybody. Mm-hmm. So at this Ooh. point, um, so she's, she, she's still micromanaging the uh, house. Well, yeah, she, she's the manager at her work, yeah. and she's the manager at home. She's the GM of the um, home. Yeah, and I tried to put my two weeks in, but she was not having it. Uh, she was not having it. Um, I told her the the people that I manage are assholes, and um, she believed me. She said, I've, I've met them. I've met them before. And you have three, three kids? Three boys, yeah. They're quite... They're quite a handful. Now, I was, I don't know, I was thinking about this earlier, because, like, now they're all kind of at an age where, like, you guys just seem like a gang of just, like, like almost like you enjoy hanging out with them, they enjoy hanging out with their dad. Well, I mean... It seems like... Uh, I like, love them. Like, you guys are... <laughs> I love them. It seems, uh, it seems, know, it seems like you guys are, like, in a, in a you know, a, I mean, a click. I joy. But joy like, is a strong word. But, like, <laughs> but when they were young, were you... You know, I, I tell you this, Dyke. I spent... I'll tell you two things about being a parent. I spent a lot of my 30s apologizing to my parents. Oh. And I'm not even lying. I've called my dad before. And, you know, that phrase, this hurts me more than it hurts you, is mm-hmm. the stupidest thing you'll hear when you're a kid. But if you ever have to spank your kid because he's getting fucking wild. Yeah. I mean, it. it's like, you know, I, I spent my life getting spanks. You know what I mean? I didn't want to sp- never spank my kid. Yeah. And I'm like. But he, you know, these boys, dude, I don't know. I don't know if it's different with girls because I don't have any girls. I don't got yeah. the reference. But I've noticed how, like, if there's even, like, a mixed gender kids where it's, like, not, like, mixed. They're not mixed gender. Like, yeah. hermaphrodites. <laughs> but I mean, like, there's, like, a, or there's, like, a boy, oh, the girl's older and the yeah. boy's younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's kind of more of a mellow house. Yeah. Old. Oh, yeah. Um, Some feminine energy kind of. Well, maybe just, like. The, they didn't have an older brother just going fucking wild. Yeah. You know, they had the, the older sister was like, you know, girls are, when they're like maybe four, like say the older sister is like four years older, yeah, two or three years. You know, the the girls are like calm and they like to you know play with dolls or like. I mean, I'm sure they're jumping off of shit too, but yeah. you know, they're probably easier to, to to calm down. But my boys, man, and it's like. They're wild, dude. It's wild, and it's more like so. I, I apologize to my parents, so, and I and I and I noticed that when I was younger, I used to think my dad was pissed off all the time, and now mm. it's just like I know my kid thinks I'm mad all the time because I can't <laughs> stop yelling at them yeah. because it's like they don't listen until I'm fucking screaming at them. Like, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm I, I'm I might as well just be calm and spank their ass every time I'm calm <laughs> so that they're, like, freaking out. Like, holy shit, dad's calm right now. He's going to beat my ass because yeah. he's calm, you know? Yeah. That's what I need to do. So it's hard to spank the kids. Well, I don't want to. I grew up with spanks. Because you know you're what I mean? soft, man. I'm not soft. You're right? soft. No. <laughs> That's why your dad probably didn't have the same problem. He's like, yeah, it was easy. Well, yeah, no, he didn't have the problem because his wife was down for it. You know, my wife. My mom was like, you know, your dad's been at work all day. She's not hitting me because, you know, a, a, a woman hits a, a boy when they're younger 
and it ain't shit, they're going to laugh at him. And this has happened to my yeah. wife. Mm-hmm. My son might get a spank from her, and he just laughs. Mm-hmm. And I <laughs> like, you want to see a woman break down, yeah. you know. I, oh, wow. I remember my like my grandparents. Like my grandpa had like a catchphrase, like like if you got spanked and then you cried, he's like, "I'll give you something to cry about." Oh, like yeah. you literally just did. Yeah. Like yeah, I don't that. need a Clint Eastwood catchphrase. I'm four, you know. Well, like, I, I I use that yeah. now. Like it's like shut the hell up. You know, you got to spank because. That you did this, you know, yeah. like bottom line, you know, in my house, in my house, spank is like you're being fucking insane. Dude. Yeah, like my kid punched my other kid in the stomach for absolutely no reason. Yeah, no mm-hmm. reason as whatsoever. And my my middle kid, he's really good at selling it. Yeah, he'll sell the hell out of an injury. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's get a freaking script, a paper cut, and it's like you know, some guy gotta go. To he the should play for the Clippers. Oh, that's all right. So unprofessional. Jesus Christ. Oh, Every Jason. time I make a Clippers joke, that goes off. Yeah. Like <laughs> basketball. Uh, which one's your favorite? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> My wife. My wife. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Roberto Garcia. I hate him. I'm impressed. up at my wedding and sung this song to my wife (laughs) and then my kid took over halfway through and i couldn't Mm. sing anymore now that's my go-to karaoke song huey lewis is really just a hit machine you know just i don't know i'm a huge but my favorite movie is back to the future right oh yeah so you love huey lewis i'm ready all in and then uh american psycho yeah 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 uh, what was it? Uh, even the 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 Ghostbusters theme, right? It was pretty much just a direct Huey <laughs> Lewis. It's it's I want a new drug. If you listen to it, have you heard those two songs played like over each other? They were like we want a Huey Lewis type song, but then that <laughs> they couldn't like get the rights or whatever. So yeah. then they were like, hey, write a song that sounds just like Huey Lewis. I just watched a uh, a documentary, like a mini documentary on that song to the Ghostbusters, the guy who wrote it, you know, and how it was like a, like a life changer or something, you know? Yeah. But he was already putting out his, but I feel like that might be his biggest one. Ray Ray Parker Lewis? I feel like that's his name, yeah. Well, we got a, we got we got a crowd (laughs) producer here. RPL? Yeah, he is, uh. I mean, he'll have this stuff up so quick, you won't even, you won't even notice. You won't even notice how quick Rogan who? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Ray oh, what am I Jr. looking for? <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ghostbusters. Who, who wrote the song? Yeah, yeah that's him. You got it. Yeah, yeah, somehow you accidentally got it in spite yeah. of yourself. Ray Parker Lewis. It says Ray Parker uh, Jr. talks about the Huey Lewis and the news. 
Uh, yeah, we don't need to play a clip from it, but uh, yeah, you want to hear from Adam Carolla on this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's messed up. You should get to work. Uh, I was building houses, not writing the theme song to Ghostbusters. <laughs> get the juggies. <laughs> uh, wow. So, how have you been married for seven years this year? Now, were you the house? Uh, trophy husband when they were all babies too? No, actually, man, you know. Did you guys switch? What happened? We we both had jobs at first. You know, we had one kid. Um, <laughs> Life was great. There was only one it child. Was, it was easier. <laughs> well, I lived, uh, um, man, it, it's a, it, we weren't together when my first son was born, but when we got back together, I mean, I'd gotten my shit together and I was, I'm actually a licensed and certified pharmacy technician. Okay. Um, so I was working in pharmacies uh, at the beginning. Wait, you can write scripts? <laughs> I can't write them, but I can uh, fill them okay. and give them to a pharmacist to check. Like uh, gotcha. that's about all I could do. Um, but uh, well, I was working. Shit, man! At first, uh, doing delivery for pharmacy places to like uh, living facilities, adult foster cares, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I think they there's a lot of people that work in the pharmacy and, and and oftentimes it's women or farm techs. So I think they take advantage of like when there's a male around because they had me going for like everything, you know, cause I'm a big dude and, and carrying expensive and uh, illegal drugs yeah. to places. So maybe I'm not going to get fucked with or something, but yeah. I did a lot of stuff like that, you know? Mm. And, uh, so when I first started out, I worked at a place in Saginaw and my um, wife, we were, you know, just getting back together, trying to figure out what was going on. And uh, but she was working in in Midland, Michigan, which was like um, thirty minutes away. Yeah. And uh, she was living like an hour away from where she worked, which was like you know thirty minutes from where I, Saginaw is. And uh, you know, it just we just spent a lot of time like working. My dad would watch the kid and. You know, occasionally we would be able to get somebody to watch or like something, something. We could figure it out with one kid, you know, but my dad watched, um, would watch him. And but he was already taking care of my nephew. Mm. And I know he I could already tell he wasn't about it. So I was like, <laughs> you know, I need we need to figure something else out. Yeah. So um, she actually uh, around that time, she she got an offer on a place uh, or a job to work from home. Mm. So um, that's what she was doing. She was working from home. We had one kid. It was manageable. Yeah. Um, and then we moved in together, um, you know, when all this shit was going on. And, and I moved to Flint. And I was working in a place like a half an hour away. I was working like 60 hours a week, though, like open to close for four or five days a week mm-hmm. at this, uh, like, mom and pop, like, franchise uh, pharmacy in Goodridge, Michigan, man. It's like a small, small town. Um I think it's like one they call like a one light town. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wait, like one, were you in Flint when they were having all the water? Issues? Yep, yep, yep. Um, um, I think I, it shows. <laughs> no, well, I lived in the township. Thank you very much. That um, like, like I said, well, like I said, well, we had, we had moved up. You know, mm. um, we were living in a trailer trailer park at first, yeah. and then we bought a house in the township of Flint. You know, Swartz Creek is where we were living at first, and that's a little suburb of. You were living Flint. in a trailer. Oh yeah, you bougie as hell, dude. I've I, seen your house. Oh yeah, yeah. Listen, motherfucker, we moved on, up. You coming this on is up like the Jeffersons? Franchise family house. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Me and my wife are a fucking powerhouse, bro. I know, I've, like, I've seen the area where you live. Me and my wife are a fucking like 
your your relationship goals, motherfucker. You know, <laughs> it, it wasn't easy to get where we are. Yeah. But um, I mean, shit, man, the whole pandemic. Like I was saying, my wife's type A. The whole pandemic, she's been working from home, so anytime she gets a break, she runs around the house and cleans up and stuff. I mean, I'm that's why I'm saying I'm blessed because I ain't doing shit. You know what I mean? I'm just <laughs> sitting at home playing video games with my kids, like oh. going to the pool. Well, that is part of youth management. Well, I, I mean, games. I'm definitely trying to keep them out of her hair because she's a boss lady at work. You know, she got like 22 people underneath her, and she she used to do a lot of like computer work, but now most of the work that she does on the computer is like creating presentations that she because she's a boss. You know, she's in a lot of meetings and. You know, it's just like it's it's distracting because we don't have like an office area, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, she could go in the basement, but the basement is more of a, a layer than an, uh, you know, fun office environment. Here's so. the thing. I, I don't think I've ever met your wife. I've seen you out a lot out on the comedy streets, if you will. Does she ever come to any of your shows? Well, that that's another thing about us being new to the area, you know, being originally from Michigan. We're five hours away from anybody we really know. So, you know, babysitters are hard to find and or trust. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I've got cameras all over my house for that reason so that, you know, if we have a sitter over, we can See them keep naked. an eye. Uh, I would hope they're not naked, but... Um, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> do, you, do you tell them there's cameras? Or do you yeah, oh, yeah. That's the, that's just, you got to tell them. You know? that, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's in the common areas. Like, it's all in the, there's only six of them. They're yeah. in the common areas. There's a like, toilet cam. And like, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. I don't want to I wish go. I had one, man. My fucking bathroom like, downstairs do like, down to pee? all the time because my kids just don't piss in the toilet. Like It's like they'll play, <laughs> p- pick up the toilet seat and then piss on the floor. Like, hey, it's, it's really horrible. I mean, babysitters um, can make some good money. Well, they, they make this, dude. We were trying to get like some legit. That's why I quit my job because I was making twelve bucks an hour, working sixty hours a week, half an hour away, and it, it wasn't enough, you know, to get somebody to come. You're paying, you're paying in more in childcare yeah. oh, than yeah. you're bringing in. Oh yeah, it's like, yeah. and we were making too much money for welfare, so we couldn't get like some assistance for it, you know. And it's just like I'm making twelve bucks an hour. These people want twenty dollars an hour. Just because, and that's not even including the two extra dollar fee an hour because they wear well, they wear diapers. Mm. You know, they they get extra oh. money to have to change diapers. That wow. makes no sense, dude. Either. I'm telling you, go to care.com and wow. look. My well, wife, I mean, I believe you. I just think that, 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 wait, wait, wait. Why does that make sense to you? Well, so I mean, like. The di- if they don't have a diaper, then they did it in their pants. Like, like I understand right. they're probably potty trained, but right. like, well, at least the diaper is contained. You know, like, no, no, like no. if there's an issue, you got to know. Be, I think it's because they're not potty trained. <laughs> <Who's this guy? laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I've had mine. You know, use right. a diaper and then like not make it to the potty with right. underwear. Right. And then, and right. Then but the, the incentive is if you have to clean up shit or not, N- yeah, not right. whether the apparel of diapers is on them or not. Well, and that's what I'm saying. If he, if he's got you know just regular pants on, so I'm you're still sa- cleaning up the shit. So you're saying I'm, to I'm, save money, you right. would take off the diaper. No, but no, 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 no. He's saying that. He's saying like if you have like a seven year old. And you, all you have to do is right. like hang I guess out that's true. and yeah. play video I, I guess games. I'm in more of a borderland right. where, where it's, it's still it's, an issue. Because yeah, we I, I would much rather like if I'm going on a trip, it's like nah, throw a diaper on. I, I, right, we're yeah. not dealing with this on the road. I, I yeah. think the diaper is throwing you off. If there's feces involved, it's going to be two extra dollars. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> I think it's like an eight. An eight <laughs> like, well, we'll take the diaper. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. let him shit everywhere. I don't think anyone has any trouble with the actual physical diaper. I think it's the poop in general around. Yeah, that's like sending in the school, man. Like they have to be potty trained to go to school even for preschool you know they got to be able to wipe their own ass like i didn't it's like 
He still does it. I don't, I don't doubt it. I mean, they didn't ask me if I was potty trained, but like, there was no card that you signed. Like, I promise not to. Shit you don't myself. know that. <laughs> Nobody talks to you. Yeah. People talk to me. When you're a preschooler, they're talking yeah, to you. Yeah, man. Here, sign this. Sign this there. I didn't sign shit. Yeah, I bet you didn't. I guess they didn't talk to me. Uh, you probably put an X on it. So where what happens when? So now. Now you're the the main uh, caregiver. Oh right! So like I said, uh, so we were we were both working, and she was working from home, and then we had more kids, and it got to be a little much. So when we were having our third kid, which was you know, uh, we were planning, we were probably going to have a third kid, but it's a little earlier than we expected. Do you know how babies are made? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Why did you wink at both of us? Because <laughs> uh, you guys obviously don't. I mean. Uh, <laughs> Um, okay, fair enough. No, so I was. We were going and we were looking through, and these are the prices. Yeah, and and there, a daycare wasn't a possibility because my wife has had a couple of friends have tragedies where they lost children mm. under like the age of two. Wow, and one of them was like at a daycare, and the lady was working from home, and like I'm sure that that be, she'll never. You like forgive herself for that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, cause she could have just had the baby at the house. Yeah. You know, it's not like she was in crazy meetings where, you know, but it, it was like, you know, I don't her, know. It was her fault is what you're saying. <laughs> no, dude, do not say that. <laughs> do not say that. If, I, if she ever hears this shit, I don't, but it was an incentive. It was like, you know, like yeah. we're going to pay somebody. I'm going to be paying people everything that I earned just so that they can watch my kid where we can just, let me watch I, our kids. I, I, I definitely understand that, and it all checks out. What I would like to know is how you go from that to telling your wife, like, hey, you know, I'm staying at home taking care of these kids while you're working. Uh, I want to start doing stand-up comedy. <laughs> right. Well, and I, I want to start going to open mics. Well, my wife is a very... How does that conversation uh, happen? <laughs> she's a very self-conscious person, and she knows that we moved out here as per her job, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm sure she thinks about that. I mean, because I all my friends, I speak to all my friends. You guys are my new friends. Yeah. And it's nice that you guys uh, hang out with me when I do comedy. But I, you know, it, it's like. Uh, it took you away from all the homies and everyone you knew. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but I'd say it's not too bad. I still FaceTime and like, you know, chill with people and I play mean, video games with people. But I it, moved from the west side to the east side with a girlfriend and I felt like I lost all my <laughs> friends. Well, that's the thing, you know, um, and, and most of my friends like are settled in and you know got kids and you mm-hmm. know can't get away and but my you know i got a good buddy that comes out but uh it, i tried to do music out here because i was i'm a musician mm-hmm. um what kind of musician well i mean what kind of music or what kind of instrument like, I mean, well, like what yeah what I, play, I play play guitar and bass and a little bit of drums and you know you're just music i sing i inclined. sing to some um i used to be in a band uh i used to, it was called high on sunday okay um, and I sing and play guitar and then kind of singing like a soulful singer. I've actually heard it. He's he's a good singer. Uh, it's like indie rock, indie punk, punk rock kind of thing. Um, I I grew up listening to the, like Incubus. Taking Back Sunday and Blink One Eighty Two and the Starting Line okay. and uh, she get you and Thad to do a, a duet with us. I thought that I I come down and um, lay some tracks with them. Do you a, know? a drunk dial intro. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so, but I tried to do music out here, and the music scene out here just fucking sucks. Like yeah. it sucks bad. Wait, the music scene here, yeah, Indy? it sucks. Wait, dude. wait, are, are you sure you want to speak on that? I'm speaking on it right now. I'm <laughs> telling you, I said what I said. I know what I Compared said. Compared to Michigan? Compared to Saginaw? 
Bullshit. I give you Saginaw, bro. Bullshit. Dude, you can't get... Listen, I guarantee you. Bullshit. You want, okay, do this. Let's honky talk. Look and see how many people come to this town. Yeah, a lot. No. A music that I like, that I listen to, nobody comes to Indiana. Oh, it's the music that you listen The to. good music. The good... Listen, I don't like... You just the, named I'm Bleak 182. Yeah, hell Yeah. <laughs> Like I'm not. That don't act like. Listen, I know your background, mother. <laughs> listen, I my know. background. Yeah, in music. Oh, uh, in in life. What, what's my background in life? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that, there we go. My, my listen. No I'm on the upper listen, echelon with a lot the music. Of, a lot of like I can tell that you guys had a lot of white friends growing up. Well, yes, I de- definitely did. Well, then I know you guys listen. To, well, you said Incubus, like it's something to do. You okay? Comparing Incubus to Blink One Eighty Two, Incubus is not as famous as Blink One Eighty Two. It's not as successful. It's not as yeah because le- people longevity. like trash, buddy. Well, they throw out the trash like Incubus. Okay, all right. You guys, listen. If you're listening to this bullshit, if you guys want to call in later, <laughs> call in put it on the Instagram. Let them know. If you want to figure out uh, right now, with in- well, I guess y- let's you're go right. hit for hit. How many but hits has Incubus got? A lot, man. How many music Here's videos? Here's the thing. I think what you're trying to compare, and and this is where I'm at. Like, I don't think music is whoever is bigger is like whatever hits the soul more. I don't think. Blink-182 really, like, spoke out to me. But it did to some people. Well, and, like, I mean, I skateboarded when I grew up, you know. Yeah, we were shit kids growing up. So right. kind of You were in Saginaw. Spot. You were in Saginaw, and it spoke out to you. But, like, what I'm saying, to, what I'm saying is music, like, just because you're big or not big, that doesn't mean that it's better or not. And, it, again, music is all preference. So it's like a, it's yeah. a dumb well, that's argument. The, you know, that's the same thing with, uh, with comedy. Sure. So, yeah, I started doing comedy. Yeah. Because uh, the I couldn't find you anybody decided to do music. You hate music. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find anybody to do music without here, and uh, <clears throat> um, so I I was like, oh, the, there's a lot of comedy here. And being from Saginaw, and even living in Flint, we were an hour plus away from anywhere that was doing comedy when I was there. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no comedians that I knew of. I mean, I'm sure there there might have been some in a low key scene, but I didn't hear about it ever. Yeah, you know. Um, but I mean, I was always, uh, the one making people laugh. I've always been an asshole. So, um, I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'll try it. So I remember you, the first time I did it at like helium, it was the worst. <laughs> so you started down here. Oh yeah. I've only been doing it, uh, since 2019 and then 2020 hit and it was a shit show. So I, I mean, I kept loose from doing like zoom comedies and you know, this and that, but mm-hmm. I almost feel like I, I got better the, the less I did. Cause I feel like I was oversaturating the, the scene with my bullshit, like mm-hmm. jokes. Like, can I ask you a question? Go for it. Um, you went with the, the show that you were running, Dyke, what was that place called? Uh, it was outside. It was uh, Indie hostel. Ho- oh, yeah. Um, you went up on, on that stage and I hadn't seen you in a long time. And I don't know what was going on. Like I was, I was very curious. Cause I was like, I need to ask him what he means by this. But like you opened up with, do not trust any of the comedians. Uh, they're going to act like they're your friends or like oh, they're yeah, bullshit. Oh yeah, my new joke. Yeah, yeah. So like, can you explain that a little bit? You're like, but basically, you were like saying, don't trust any of these comedians out there. They're no, not your I friends. S- I said, um, I said I had to. Uh, uh, I, the pandemic has had me uh, stop. St- all I had to do was stop doing comedy, which wasn't bad because comedians aren't your friends. Comedians are. Uh, 
bad people, you guys are horrible people. That's what I say. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's supposed to be funny that it's not directed <laughs> at you, you know? Oh, I guess I do identify as a comedian. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, well, and, and, and the joke is that I, I learned that the first time I wore a mask to the store, and how come nobody told me my breath smelled like tonsil stones and bone uh, water? Like, go. you guys are bad people there because you go. never told me that my breath smelled when I was talking to you guys, you know? But that's just a joke. I mean, that's not real either. If my breath smells, it's because I just smoked I always thought something. it was a genetic thing. No, 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 no. Dad There's no halitosis in Dad didn't listen to the second part yeah, of the yeah, joke. Yeah. He checked he out. Got, he, he, like, he, he got offended, offended and he left. And he walked you know? out. He's, He's like, like, I'm this not guy's a bad person. Canceled. <laughs> <laughs> He's he put he in some incubus and he walked yeah, away. Yeah, he said. <laughs> oh, shit. So is your first open mic at Helium? Yeah, it was at Helium. Oh, wow. It was pretty bad. I got cut off. They only give you three minutes, you know? Three minutes is... It's like no time, but now that I'm, I'm a little better at mm. comedy, or at least I know what the hell's going on, it does seem like some time. But like, so like when I was doing the 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 hostel is when I got um, the most like pats on the back from the community, like even people that I don't speak to on a regular basis, um, like walked up to me to tell me my set was good, and I was like, oh shit, like thanks you know like but it was like all these new jokes that i was doing i mean there were still some some older ones like my small balls joke or whatever but mm. i was doing a lot of new um it was more i, I feel like maybe it was because it, it was more directly inwards like self-deprecating jokes you know what i mean like everybody can can see it in the now you know i do a lot of fat jokes now um but I, my other jokes just a lot about being parents in the, yeah. and like when you go to Mike's, it's like a lot of people don't have kids, you know, you're college educated, yeah. or, you know, just, you know, single people not having kids. So it doesn't, it's not going to hit with you guys. So I'm like, Oh, this is a shitty joke because you guys aren't laughing. But it, it you know, like some people will come around and I'll be at a mic and they're doing parent jokes and I'm just dying laughing and nobody else is laughing, mm. but it's because it's a parent joke, you know, it's not going to hit with everybody. Well, sometimes, too, I think even I think there's a transition between only doing five minute increments at a mic. And then when you start doing longer form, you start doing 15 minutes, you start doing 20 minutes because then it really that's when it really opens up. And that's really I feel like sometimes those like, I mean, I don't know. Were you doing one liners about being a parent? Usually that's more kind of more of a storytelling thing. Yeah, that's what it was. Is where you, you need, nobody you need more they time to hear my story. You need nobody more time wants to, to listen to my story. You know? well, I'm not Dave Chappelle. I'm not, I can't tell a story and then have a really good ending and make everybody laugh. And that whole 10 minutes is great no. comedy. You know, well, what I was getting at was that like, so I just did a story in and I did like about a half hour um, featuring for Dwight and like i have a lot of like kind of real silly kind of one liners at the beginning oh, yeah. at the, at, at, at the, at the beginning of my act but then like i kind of threw some stuff in that was like about my family and the stuff growing up and like Dwight was like i've never heard that stuff from you before and he was like i really liked how you transitioned from like the kind of I don't want to say hackier jokes, but just kind of general kind of humor yeah, you stuff. You hyped them up at the beginning, and then you got their attention to yeah, listen yeah. to your story. Yeah, you know? exactly. And I, I feel like 
just having a longer time really helps with that because then it's yeah. like you build up more trust and then people are more then they are interested and then they right. do want to oh I do man this guy's gonna make me laugh for ten minutes right now, yeah. now I, I want to hear about his background see, and, his and that's family. how I started in comedy was trying to tell stories but then I'm like I only got three five minutes mm-hmm. and nobody gives a fuck about me you know what I mean yeah. like nobody's gonna listen to my story and then at the end be like oh that was great you mm-hmm. know like you know because mm-hmm. you watch the Chappelle. You know, and, and people that are good at telling stories, like, they go five-minute increments where they might have a giggle because they said something quippy, mm-hmm. but it's really the ending that kills them, you know what I mean? And it's like, I, I don't have, I, nobody at the mic is barely listening to me either way, and I don't have the time nor the the um, reputation for people to want to listen to the story. They were talking about that, like, on the East Coast, like, how, like, you have a lot less time when you go up on open mics. So people actually have to form their jokes a lot quicker because you don't have time. Like, we'll give five, six, seven minutes sometimes. Right. But, like, on the East Coast, like you might have three minutes. Mm-hmm. And so you want to get as many jokes as you can possibly right. to show them that you're funny. So um, a lot of the East Coast people will just be like, boom, 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 right. boom, boom with their jokes. Well, that's what I've been doing. And, that, and that's what I got the most, um, the most, like, hype from everybody about is, like, jamming jokes in there instead of mm-hmm. trying to tell stories like yeah. you know joke after joke after, i mean i got a pretty hard five minutes right now definitely could do seven um any anytime i wanted to and it's just boom and sometimes i don't even give the crowd a chance to laugh at my jokes because i'm trying to jam them in there <laughs> so mm. that they don't lose i don't lose their interest you know what i mean so um and that's a that's a handicap for me because uh them they're gonna miss the setup to my next joke yeah. because i'm not giving them the time to laugh at them. Mm-hmm. You, you, know? you, you got to let that breathe. And the difference is night and day going from a mic to like being on a show right. where it's just like a mic, you're just in front of a bunch of comics and you say a joke and you might get a chuckle out of right. something. But like, then you go and you say that same joke at a show and there's 30 seconds of laughter. Right. Yeah. And you really like want to make sure you're not stepping on your next joke. Dude. I do you that know, hard. Write it out and you sit there. I mean, I'll I'll walk around. I'll take a sip of whatever. Right. You know, just like and also like that's filling up your time. So when you start doing longer amounts of times too, it's just like that thirty seconds or whatever, however ten seconds after each joke, it really adds up. Well, and I think that's uh, well. I'm, I'm not playing. A, I'm not doing a bunch of shows lately. I mean, I did a lot of shows in 2019 mm-hmm. for just starting up, but I mean, I'm. I don't know. I was doing. Um, I don't know. Like so, I, when I'm I'm trying to be respectful when I'm doing my stuff because I'm at mics. You know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. So I don't want to go over my time. And even if they laugh, it's like, like awesome. They're laughing at me because it's you, you guys. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. If other comedians are laughing at you, it's chances are it's a good joke. You know. Yeah. And you got some gold, right? So, um, and even in the cold rooms, or uh, like like you told me, like with uh, Aisha and them, you know, it's a whole different scene almost. And when they laugh, you know, that's a that's a great thing. You know, you really got a good joke when uh, what you see is the black rooms laugh. You know, you don't have to put quotation marks. This is an audio podcast. Oh, sorry. Oh, and I thought they, they, the camera they, I've been sitting <laughs> up straight and like they, they black are, is a real color. Yeah, uh, they, they are black rooms. It's like. <laughs> Well, it's funny. Like, well, I hate saying that, though. You know, it's I don't it, know. You, you hate know saying what? black. I know, I won't. I'm just, I'm Listen, gonna, my sister in law's black, and you know, she. I've she, met some good ones. You know, she's she's one of the. That's the best way anybody's dropped that their family member is black. Go ahead. <laughs> well, listen, she's one of the black girls that 
aren't ignorant sounding. So what? So like, okay. listen, okay. listen, I just like, just listen. listen. I just put like, like I gave him the thumbs up. I gave him my black thumbs up. Listen, I'm, I'm, sure you guys, I'm sure you guys. I'm sure you guys can. Uh, I'm sure you guys can um, relate to this. She's been called white by a lot of black people her whole life. You know, you sound white, you act white, you you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So um, I hate I hate when, you know, it's like a segregated, like, room. Like, you say it's a black room. Like, I mean, I know there's a lot of black people there, but yeah. it's like, it fucking sucks. You it, know? It, it <laughs> it's is like, one it's of almost the, like a completely different scene in the in the scene here. It, it, it is in a weird thing, and especially, like, when I explain it to, like, white people. Right. Cause when you like, explain it to me, I'm like, no, no, black no, rooms, what like, the hell are you is, talking it about? Is, it is a thing that is still kind of segregated like self-segregated a little bit it but it's also a thing of just like that is who's there in the community right. you know so it's like a, like a lot of these black rooms are just like they're black rooms because they're in a black neighborhood you know so it's just like that is the majority of the people there but i was surprised when i started doing the shows um coming not knowing anybody the difference between coming onto the white comedy scene and coming to the black comedy scene coming to the black comedy scene not knowing any of these people not growing up, not having any kind of familiar t- ties with them. I felt like I went to a barbecue and I'm somebody's right. long lost cousin. Right. And they're like, oh, Dyke, come over here and get a plate. Oh, right. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, super welcome. Yeah, that's, and, and that's Michelle's kid. Come on over here. And I'm just like, yeah. man, and, the, the white comedy scene was literally the opposite. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, Close I mean, ranks? <laughs> no shit. Even you guys are a little hard to break in. You know, I mean, you, you're, I remember talking to you the first time and you told me your name and I was like shocked. <laughs> it's like, dude, your name is jarring. I almost, I feel like, I feel like verbatim. That's what I said to you. But um, my name used, to, I had it legally changed. It used to be uh, N word Jones. Edward Jones. Well, you know, and that's what I, I like the black rooms because I feel, I feel like more comfortable there because I, I'm a minor, I'm a minority too. Yeah, you know, I might not be black, but. Um, Half you know, half of my family is mixed anyway. So mm. like, whenever we go to a barbecue, there's like you know. Everybody, chicharrones and pig feet and greens and like you know all the you other have, shit. You don't have to can talk you, dirty to me. Can can you say your race for the listeners? <laughs> my, oh, I'm Mexican. We like to go Both around the table my, and well, say our race. Well, I can't say Mexican anymore. I learned that when I was living out here. What? What? Yeah, I'm Hispanic. No, shut the fuck up. No, listen, because I'm American born and I'm too many generations down. I'm not Mexican American. I'm Hispanic. Or I'm American Mexican. Do you can you do you speak Spanish? I don't speak Spanish at all. No, so don't talk to me in Spanish. I don't want to hear. Okay, it. no, <laughs> I was just joking. No, no, that's what I mean. And uh, you know, so like, and and with the minority rooms, I, I feel like I fit in there. Or not, I fit in. I feel more welcomed because I'm a minority or something. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I grew up hanging out with a bunch of white dudes, and yeah. and any of my Mexican friends or any, we were in the same boat, skateboarding, playing rock music and guitars and stuff, oh. not speaking any Spanish. I mean, we loved our culture, we loved our food, and like you know our traditions. But you know, I'm not really. I wasn't raised like like I didn't go to church. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't have a fucking. I don't even know what it's called. Uh, when the, when the, the day, day of the dead, you know, we had the big, <laughs> all the pictures and shit, like in Coco. Yeah, you are, you <laughs> are, you are a bad Mexican. Yeah, I'm, I'm Hispanic. The bad okay? Mexican. I'm Hispanic, all right? Yeah. Uh, I feel like Brad Pitt's more Mexican than yeah. you. Well, yeah, he is the gringo, isn't he? <laughs> or what is it called? So, what's funny, I like, I wanted to kind of go back to, uh, when, so when you're starting, and, and I will say this. When I started, I started doing comedy, uh, hitting open mics with a friend, and like 
I want to say three months into that, she quit. Stop, stop she, altogether. She stopped. Oh, she, she was doing comedy. She was doing comedy. Yeah, we, no. We were like, yeah. we were, you know, we were writing together. We'd bounce jokes off of each other. And all of a sudden, she got pregnant, actually. Mm, and so she quit. That'll happen. And then, and then it was just a few times of me going to Mike's by myself. And I came real close to quitting. Like, I just didn't enjoy, I didn't feel like, and I, I think people say, and I, I remember it not being welcoming, but I think what it is now that I've been in it on the other side is that there's so many people that start off at open mics and you kind of get to know them and then they just stop showing up. Yeah. And it's just like, man, I, not that I like, I wasted right, time meeting right. somebody, but it's just like, how much energy do I put into like right. learning someone's name and where they're from and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden they just, you never see them again. That it's almost like, it's like when my friends start dating a new person, mm. I'm like, I'm not learning their name until they've right. been dating for six months. Right. You know, like <laughs> I um, you know, I I never really thought about quitting, even like when I was getting my mic shut off and like going by myself the whole time yeah. and nobody talking to me. Um, Dustin Berker was really like one of the. We kind of started comedy at the same time, mm -hmm. but he's one of the dudes that was like we just started chatting it up right away, you know. Well, he's a joke thief. I don't know if you know. Is that, he? No, I'm just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> he said, no, you might want to stop talking. To him. Uh, is, is it the one? Uh, uh, the joke where he's talking about his mom calling him little dick. That's the one he stole, isn't it? No, uh, he's he's great. He's uh, no, he's yeah, he's an awesome dude. Um, and and even now, like I message him, hey man, you going to a mic? So go to you know have. Go to the mic together. Um, here, I'm, I'm willing to put my ass out here. I feel like I talked to you. Uh, yeah, Thad was one of the first people to talk to me. Like, you guys both. That's why. Okay, because uh, you were saying, like, I thought you were saying we're hard to break in. I was like, wait a second. And, like, and like I might, I was like, I was willing to accept. Maybe I come off as more harsh. And I didn't, like, you know. You never well, know. I think the I think your guys' confidence might be intimidating to somebody who is new on the scene. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, Thad, Thad especially. Dyke. You're kind of a, a quiet guy at first. To me, you're a little, you know, I yeah. mean, the energy, you, you could tell you weren't trying to put energy into new people right away. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but when I kept coming, <laughs> it's not wrong at all. Yeah, when, I kept, when I kept coming around, though, I, you would walk up to me and say, hey, what's up? You know, yeah. or like when you, you heard a good joke of mine, you would tell me it's a good joke. Thad chatted me up. I mean, I gave Thad a ride once and, yeah. and we talk, you know, we had a good time in, in the ride. Also, oh. I am like outside of this, like outside of like my comfort zone. I'm not. I'm not a type A personality. You know, like I definitely lay back in the cut and let people come to me. Right. A lot. And I think a lot of people in comedy do that. Where I've made up things in my head where I thought maybe someone didn't like me. Right. And a lot of times it's yeah. just like they were kind of on the same wavelength. Like, well, I, I don't know you. Like, right. You know. Well, I'm one of those guys who just walk up to you. Yeah. You know, hey, how's it going? You yeah. know, my name's Roberto. Like, and and. Yeah, I've I've lived in new towns before. Like when I lived in, uh, in Lansing, I didn't go to MSU. I was just living in Lansing and got a job at the pizza place at MSU. So it was it was, I moved an hour away from where I lived and had to learn and you know, new people's names and meet new people. So you know, I've always been that outgoing kind of boisterous. Hey, how's it going? You know. Well, uh, and I know you've know you've had to have seen this too. There are some people that come along. And they're like the opposite, where like they just start doing comedy, and they over insert themselves into, yeah, like groups right. and people. Like I've had people where I'm just like, ah, like you're just right. like give Stop. me give well, me a little I, bit of space. And, not, and I'm not saying you do right. that at all. You're not that at all. But right. but you've <laughs> seen that. you've seen uh, that you've seen people what was do that, that. What was that look he gave that, uh, Thad just now? What? <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, some people just I know who he's talking about. Bar- oh, that's barge on the podcast and bribe their way in with brisket. <laughs> I told you. It was the Instagram assault. It was like he was like, damn it, I gotta do it now. I want some of that brisket. <laughs> He goes, hey, you want to go on the podcast? Bring the leftovers. <laughs> I go, God damn it, come get some right now. It's fresh. He didn't answer back at all. And then I go, I go, can I bring my friend? What's your address? I'll come. <laughs> Sounds more like a thirst trap. Yeah. <laughs> You're describing oh, wow. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A chef thirst trap. Yeah. Can I bring a friend? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, but um, I mean, I feel like maybe... I feel like I was oversaturating when I first did comedy and the same jokes and I was trying to mix them up so that I could learn them and just say them. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's the same jokes. You know what I mean? So it was two times a week I was doing the same jokes. Um, Yeah. And you get, I mean, I get so tired of telling jokes to people that I know have heard them before. Like I feel bad. A thousand percent. And and I really feel bad. I felt almost uh an obligation to do it because i got a show and my wife's like well you got to go and practice more now and i'm like all right so i was going twice a week and i was trying my damnedest because when i'm gone she's at home dealing with the kids by herself and mm-hmm. like once again we're five hours away from anybody new only now we're getting neighbor friends um in the neighborhood with you know the kids that play with our kids so it's like i feel i feel bad um you know, leaving her there to, you know, fend for herself. Cause I know what they're like when she's gone. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, it doesn't sound like you get a lot of quiet time to write either. Well, <laughs> you know, the only time I get that you're right. So when I mow the lawn is when I get a lot of thoughts, when yeah. I'm in the shower, I get a lot of thoughts <laughs> yeah. when I'm driving to Dad places. <laughs> yeah. When I'm by myself, I get in the, and I probably could get what well, I was, I was pressuring myself a lot too. Yeah. Cause I wanted to do more. I wanted to be, and then I really had to think about like, what do I want? And kind of, I, cause I feel bad doing open mics too, because a lot of comics are out here trying. They're mm-hmm. like trying for it. They want, this is what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. You yeah. know what I mean? I like doing comedy. I like mm-hmm. making people laugh. Yeah. I like hanging out with you cats. Like, it's real cool. And I don't think that I would ever stop doing comedy, but I don't know that I would be able to go on tour. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I don't, I'm kind of too comfortable in my life where, you know, my absence would have to be profitable. Like, yeah. And I'm not saying, you know, super major, but yeah. I mean, if I if I was gone for 10 days, I'd like to come home with yeah, a, yeah, a grand yeah. in my pocket or something yeah, so that I could show yeah. my wife or, you know, it, it would be worthy. You know what I mean? And um, that's where I'm at with it. And, I, and, like, and at the same time, I'm fighting myself because I feel, I feel bad because, like, I feel like I'm using up time mm-hmm. you know, on mics. Um, I mean, and I know that, that, I, I felt that way before. I've, I've felt that way if I didn't, like, you know what, this week I didn't really work on anything. Right. I'm going to come up there. I'm going to do five minutes of just, and I can see someone chopping at the bit to get on the list right. that has put the work in. And right. I felt bad. I'm like, oh, I'm not, like, yeah, I, I, didn't even, I didn't even do my homework this right. week. You yeah, know? And, like, and then when I was really pushing it to do twice a week, I was pushing myself to write a new five every three weeks. And, like, the jokes are just mediocre to me. You know what I mean? Because I was trying. I was just trying. You know, it's like when I did my homework last minute, I got to be on it, you mm-hmm. know, B plus when I did my homework uh, and I tried, like I always fucked it up somehow or I lost it. And I, you know, something happened. Yeah. You know? So like even now, like I just come up with random jokes every now and again. And that's a good joke. Like if I, if it pops in my head, that's a good joke. If I'm trying, I can't pull anything out. Like I can't pull it out. I got some people that I bounce jokes off of, but you know, everybody's got their own shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like. 
half the time I text my one buddy. He's in L.A. He's, you know, started from the ground up in L.A. And he just moved out there. And it's like whenever I text him, I hear back from a day or two. And I'm already done worked on that fucking mm-hmm. joke, you know. And so it's just like I don't I don't I feel like I like it. I like comedy. I would I would love to do more shows. I would love to be on shows. Um, you know, I like doing jokes for people that are coming out looking to laugh. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 easier to make them laugh. You know, all the shows that I have done, you know, I've done ten minutes plus or whatever. And even when I have my 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 bomb spots, it, I always come back with something good. So I feel pretty good about comedy and as a whole. But I mean, I just don't. I don't have a an end game. I guess is mm. what's making me feel the way I feel about it. Because I don't, I just don't, you know? It's like, what am I going to do? Like, I, th- I think sometimes, too, like, for me, I I mean, I completely shifted gears in life of what my plan was, and I don't expect everyone to do that. But, like, I definitely was just like, hey, like, I was a, whatever they call it, a tourist or hobbyist, I guess, um, where it was like, it is a fun hobby, but I knew in reality I was going to have to go back and do this. But there was like part of me that was like, was like, man, if I just if I got good enough at this, I would do that instead in a heartbeat. Right. And then there was just eventually a switch over of like, oh, man, like this is what I want to do. Um, but it's such a a leap to go like 100 percent like I want to be a comedian. Like I don't want to I don't want to have a backup plan. And I can't imagine what that's like when you have three kids. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, my, I, I mean, have to figure both of I'm, these out I'm together. definitely. um fortunate with the opportunity that me and my wife have created for ourselves to you know make a a good chunk of money live in a nice area where you know it's safe and um i don't need to have a job you know i mean my wife every time she gets a 10 percent raise it's like half of what i would get paid you know so like every time she gets a raise it's like seriously when she Switched from the job where she was working from home to this job, and we knew we were going to have to move to Indy. Mm-hmm. She was making she, her pay increase was more than I was making a year. Mm. Wow! Yeah, yeah. So it was just like after that, it's just like, of okay. course, like yeah. I mean, I'm at the house all the time, and I'm fortunate so that I don't need a backup. There is right. no backup plan needed. That's and that's where I feel I'm blessed, and I, mm-hmm. and at the same time, I feel like I'm stumping on other people's toes because you know people are hungry for it you know here's the thing i think a lot of times like with comedy like people look on the outside looking in and then think oh these people have this certain objective this certain goal and then they start comparing them to other people and then you could jump into the scene too and then start comparing yourself to other people well some people actually just want to be good at podcasts some people want to run a good show some people would like just to be on a showcase some people do it for um just to make friends and i think what we need to do as people when we jump on these things is um define for yourself what making it is so if making it is just making good friends and having a good community then that is making it for you and that is okay but like letting people know that like like you could run a good show and you're area and be like hey guys um have your comics come in and you build camaraderie and you you know bring some pizza and like it could be a good show and like everybody knows you for that guy that starts that good show yeah that's not bad to do like if you you know i've been asking the places in my area actually because um and i don't want to step on brad wriggler's toes because i know he's uh doing up the zionsville area but um I, I, every little place that I go that looks like a spot that would be nice, you know. Mm. I mean, you ever done comedy here, you know? And I mean, I've got the 
equipment to do it from when I did yeah. music. And um, <clears throat> I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I would want. You know, honestly, I, I think making it to me yeah. personally, you know, I would like to be on a couple shows a month, maybe make it, make some bucks off of it. You know, yeah, nothing too major. I think uh, another thing too is you just like. I think it's important for you to put that out there more and more and people will start picking like, Hey, like being direct, like, Hey, I, I would really appreciate, Hey, what's the best way to get on one of your right, shows? Yeah. Like, you See, know, Cam, Cam is one of the only people who has ever like, Oh, Hey, you want to know something to give me a call, send me a message. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I don't know what I want to know. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I don't, uh, Cam, Cam is super welcoming. That dude that, uh, he does the, um, the Sunday shows. Mm hmm. He's like O'Connell, right? Cam O'Connell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That dude is super welcoming, yeah. and um, he's the godfather of independent comedy. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, man, that that's I want to be on one of their shows. You yeah. know what I mean? I want to be on one of your guys' shows. You know, it's like I want to be, uh, you know, on those shows. I, I don't, I don't know that I would really give a shit if I was on Crackers or Helium. I feel like honestly, like your your Red Flag or or the Sunday Show. You know, those are more yeah, making it to me in the in, I, Honestly, I figured if I was in Indianapolis and people wanted to come see shows and I had like, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm almost a 500 on Instagram. Nice. There we go. <laughs> My first show was outside of a coffee shop here in Irvington with about 10 people who were my neighbors and my regulars from my food truck and from when I worked at the brewery. And I did five minutes, I think, in front of them. And I remember celebrating afterwards with beers, like, well, like I made it, I made it <laughs> yeah. in comedy. Like yeah. I just, I just told jokes to ten people, and they laughed. I did the dog show, and it was a really good, really good response. Mm-hmm. And that, and and uh, he had Pete, Pete asked me to be on that, and I felt really good about that because he asked me. But I feel like maybe I should be reaching out more because I'm more like. If I do well at the mic, somebody's going to ask me to be on a show. And that's not a, like, people forget people, sometimes you slip through the cracks, sometimes you haven't just seen somebody in a I while. I think that's more my musical background telling me that, though. Yeah. Like, if they see me at a, a show and they like my band, maybe yeah. they'll want me to be on their show. I feel like also, like, when you first come on the scene, everyone kind of has, like, this, like, pop at some point where you're like the, the, the good new guy. Yeah. And then, but that kind of fades. And then sometimes people forget, like, not that you're not funny anymore, right. but be like, Oh, like you're not the shiny new, you know, comedian. Yeah. Like, can you drop a beat for me there, Zank? Uh, uh, where can people find you and follow you on social media? Um, I'm at Roberto Garcia comedy. I'll jam together on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. Um, good. good branding. Keep it. <laughs> keep it easy. Yeah. I just, you know, and uh, you can email me at Roberto Garcia comedy at gmail.com. If you want me to be on your show. Yeah. And uh, you really are. And I, I guess we should have got to this, but you really are a fan of comedy. Like whenever I oh, see yeah, I like, whenever I see like podcasts and stuff I like, it's always like Roberto Garcia comedy oh, yeah. likes this. Oh yeah. Or like, you know, thirst traps sometimes like only fans. <laughs> so like, Roberto Garcia. Uh, comedy. Uh, I don't have a separate bank account, so I couldn't do that. Um, <laughs> No, you know, no, yeah, I, I do. I love comedy. I like, I like female comedians too. They crack me up. Nice. I always had homegirls when I was growing up. Huh? Uh, yeah, and book book them on your uh, book them on your shows, guys. Uh, <laughs> Thaddeus J. Um, you can find me. I have a podcast called IDK. It. You. Um, you could listen to that where we talk about um, how Incubus is better than Blink One Eighty Two, <laughs> and it's very obvious. And just because you're from a white town doesn't mean that you're. Music uh, is influenced only by white people. 
It takes up a lot of the podcast, like a surprising it's amount a of the huge, podcast. It's huge. Uh, funny, you kind of tapped into that a little bit today. <laughs> I have nothing to do with you. <laughs> right. So, Zach, uh, if you haven't joined our Patreon, I'd like to invite you to do that now. It's patreon.com backslash harder brunch. $3 gets you all of our premium after episodes. Well, that's right. Guys, for the, the price of three Starbucks coffees, you could be listening to, to so much bonus material. Wait, do you think a Starbucks coffee is a dollar? No, three. Three dollars. For a year. Oh, for a year. Sorry, okay. for a year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was really confused. I should have made there. it clear. How much? What's a Starbucks? Can I have a Starbucks? <laughs> go ahead and finish. I stepped all over your plug. I apologize. Oh, no. That's it. That's all it. My right. plug is your plug. All right. Uh, also, uh, follow me at Dyke Michaels on all social media. I'm um, going to be performing at Helium Comedy Club coming up here for Indies Funniest. I'm going to have to chop everyone's heads off. So come follow, uh, check that out, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Thank you.